Yes, that line falls on the right, babe. babe. Not that Mackie's back in town. here with you in the overnights. It's 2.02 in the morning. And I got you till 5. That's typically how it works. 877-337-6666. That's the number to call. And I got you for those three hours until 5 o'clock in the warm-up show. Chris is on the other side. And we're rocking and rolling here with you on a Monday, Tuesday morning. Right here on The Fan. After a, a, a fun Monday night game. Is that it? Is that all you have, Philadelphia Eagles? Hey, Tommy Tommy DeVito can walk into that, into that building and win a game on Christmas against this lousy team. That was actually a fun game. A lot of problems with the Eagles. Watching that game, I mean, I come away with it thinking after the Cowboys play against Buffalo and then we watch what the Eagles have done now, losing all these games in a row, another bad performance from the quarterback who I know was I know Hertz was dealing with whatever illness he ends up playing in the game. He rushes for two touchdowns with the tush push, which uh, you know is uh, well one was a tush push, but uh, he plays. He's making bad decisions left and right, and this defense gets beat down the field by Drew Locke on a ninety-four yard drive at the end of the game when they need to stop it. One stop to get a they allow a thirty-yard plus pass down the sideline to. Uh, to oh, not lock it. The other guy, Metcalf. Then they allow a touchdown deep at the end of the game. This defensive backfield for Philadelphia has been banged up all year, and it is a major problem right now. Bradbury got absolutely torched in this game, and they allowed Drew Locke to put a hurting on them like that. I know they're still in good position to win the division. I know that all they have to do is win the last three games of the year, two of them against the lousy Giants and one against the Cardinals. But you cannot like the way the quarterback is playing, the way the feel of that team, the way uh, you know they were being run all over as well. I mean, uh, Kenneth Walker was absolutely slicing and dicing them up. That's an Eagles team right now that's struggling, and all you could say is, it looks like the 49ers are the clear-cut best team in the NFC after what Buffalo did to Dallas and now losing that game, Philadelphia losing that game last night to Seattle, a team on a backup quarterback who's a, you know, I don't know. I, I, we know a little bit about Luck. I, Locke, I, we've seen him before. I don't know if he still lives with his mother. I don't know if he likes any particular kind of food. I, I don't know if he's got any kind of, you know, DeVito vibes going on. I don't know if all of a sudden the talk in Seattle will be they have their next young, great quarterback like we do here, but that's an impressive win. And that's a team right now in Philadelphia that's that's just, you know, squander, just absolutely f- falling apart as they head down the stretch of the season, the defending NFC champs, the quarterbacks turning the ball over, the defensive backfield sucks, and that and the defensive front, which has been all world, got absolutely run all over by Kenneth Walker. And there's Giants there making you feel good, making big plays. Leonard Williams making big plays. Julian Love making two interceptions, including the game-winning one with six seconds left. Why he's throwing into double coverage at that moment when they have over 30 seconds left and two timeouts, I have no idea. 
But that's the team that the Giants are going to play on Christmas Day. And as we still are talking about these two football teams and the narratives around them, we could start right there just real quick. And obviously the DeVito story going in is he will be the quarterback for this game against these uh, fledgling uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And look, I know I've been on record saying it's now over, and I know that's been the, it's not over. Oh, it's one bad game. I never thought that they would stop playing DeVito. Tommy DeVito is going to continue to play the rest of the year. It would be a mistake not to have him play. And you know what? Against this defensive backfield right now in Philadelphia, maybe he can have a good game. But if we were really going to take DeVito and really going to make it a thing where he is arguably fighting to be the starting quarterback of the New York Giants, which is what we were talking about. Tommy Cutlets and who, what it could be, and this kid is special, and he's better than Daniel Jones, and this, that, and the other. It wasn't just about him playing and maybe him having decent games. It's about whether or not he can actually battle for the starting quarterback of this team moving forward. And I'm telling you right now, I don't care what anybody says. That needed a miracle run down the end of this season. And as bad as the Eagles are, I still don't expect it because they haven't done it in forever. I don't expect them to go into Philadelphia and win that game. And I don't expect them to do it again in week 18. And now what you're seeing is probably going to be a game that Philadelphia will desperately need. I'm sorry. I understand he's going to play. I understand there's a chance he plays well. Or plays better than he did in the in the lousy performance from the entire team, not just him, against New Orleans. But this took a special kind of run to keep this story going. It took that win in particular, heading into this Christmas Day game that we will see on Monday of next week on Christmas Day against Philadelphia. It was going to take those good vibes and those winning ways all the way through if we were literally going to look at it as if he is a He's an actual contender to be the starting quarterback and battle Daniel Jones next year. He is not. It is not going to happen. And as much as I love the kid and as much as I had fun watching him and as much as I want him to continue to be the starter, there's no reason to go back to Tyrod Taylor. Why would you go back to Tyrod Taylor? Stick with DeVito. See what he is. See if you've got a backup on your hands, which is what we always should have been focused on instead of the pie in the sky Tommy Cutlets taking over this team and being the next Brock Purdy or being the next Tom Brady. It was always silly. We got wrapped up in it because why not? Because it's been miserable here and we're right back in the garbage. We're right back in the garbage of the Giants and the Jets and how miserable this franchise is. And everybody wants the quarterback, uh, everybody wants the coach fired in, 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 in Jetland. And let me tell you this right now. Let's end that storyline too since we're going through storylines. I, I might be the only one, and I understand how ugly it was against Miami. And I understand the effort, and I understand the players chirping, and I understand the being out-schemed and the being out-coached, and all of this, and the offensive line play and how miserable it was, and it looked like Mekhi Becton didn't even care to be out there. I get all of it. And as ugly as it's all been, I don't want the coach fired. I don't think it really makes any sense, and I'll tell you why. Do you know why it makes no sense to fire this coach this year? Because you made a deal that you have to live by and have to attempt to see through. And Aaron Rodgers is that deal. And Aaron Rodgers is here for a handful of years, hopefully three and two more, maybe just one more. But he's going to be the starting quarterback next year. There is no way. 
I know they he actually the coach actually breathed some life into the idea that Rodgers could start this season once cleared and once healthy. I'm telling you right now. Everything I'm about to say gets nullified if they play him. Then fire everyone because it's you it's 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 such blatant incompetence that I couldn't even imagine. I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm going to pretend like the coach never said it. I'm going to pretend like we're not really having that conversation because if they are honestly considering on a literally dead mathematically dead season. If they honestly are considering playing that quarterback, then not they should be out of football. Forget just fired from the Jets, they should be out of football. Every one of them. The owner can go back to being a diplomat. I don't everyone should be done if they honestly consider playing this quarterback behind this offensive line on a dead season coming off the fastest return of Achilles injury history. It just makes no sense. This is not a movie. This is not a book. This is not, you know, there is no reason for it. So once we get past that, let me tell you why, despite that notion, that the quarterback, the the head coach should not be fired. Because here's the deal. Aaron Rodgers is here next year. You have now gone 13 consecutive seasons without making the playoffs. And now do I feel that this team will go win the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. I don't think so. They're the Jets. But the fact of the matter is, is we've seen this defense. Not last week, not against Dallas. A handful of games weren't as good as they could have been. Certainly weren't the 85 Bears and all the talk around that. But how many quarterbacks? You can list them. How many quarterbacks had their worst week of the year against the Jets? How many? A lot. I know that a lot, that got a lot of talk about embarrassing quarterbacks or whatever. They have done a great job against some of the better better offenses in this league. That's just a fact. And it finally came home to roost on a on a Sunday in Miami where they just it they could tell the season was over the minute that strip sack happened. But this is a defense that I do believe when you look at all the pieces is good enough to be a contending defense. And I do believe if they do more, add more pieces and go get another wide receiver and go get maybe a a better pass catching tight end or go improve the offensive line for sure that with Aaron Rodgers, you can break this streak of 13 consecutive years without going to the playoffs. And the only way to do that is to have a comfortable Aaron Rodgers. And I'm sorry, you cannot have Aaron Rodgers, the 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers, step in to this team next year with a new offense. Now, I know he's a veteran. I understand he's, he's been around the block. I don't necessarily think some offense would come in and he'd be comp- – it's not like a rookie learning a new offense. But the entire reason he's here – and the entire reason you had hopes that you could step in right away and be successful with him is because he's with Hackett and he's won two MVPs with the guy. You cannot divert from that plan now. I heard Sal today. If you want to blow it all up, blow it all up and lose again for the next three, four years and then hope you've built it the right way and in five years you'll be good. Do you really want to do that, Jet fans? Do you think that's the best course of action when you've already brought Aaron Rodgers into this building? For me, there is no other choice. I might not like it. I might not love it. But I am going to hold my nose and I am going to proceed with the Aaron Rodgers plan because I don't have a choice. 
When you do this, you don't have a choice. This is not the NBA. You can't be like the the Nets, acquire the super team, and still get a big-time package back for for Kevin Durant. You you can't figure out a way to make your team even close to whole. He's 40 years old. He's coming off an Achilles injury. You can't back out now and ship him to Phoenix and get a haul back. It doesn't work that way. And if you think that you're going to hire and you're going to fire and hire a new regime and a new coaching staff that you know will draft a quarterback and develop them, and what happens? In three years when it's time for Sauce to get paid and move on, when it's time for this D, who knows what the defense looks like? I know I've got a young, talented defense right now. Slightly overrated, sure. Not the 85 Bears, absolutely. But a legitimately good defense, a legitimately good NFL defense, I have that now. I don't know when I'll have it again. And I have a 40-year-old quarterback that even if I don't want to attach my wagon to him, I have no choice. I have no choice. And I don't care how ugly it gets without him. He's not here. He's not the plan. He's not the guy. This isn't the choice of status quo or cleaning house. This is either cleaning house or proceeding with Rodgers, which we never saw. When you bring him here, you cannot let him leave or blow this whole thing up or bring in coaches he's unfamiliar with without actually seeing it in action, as ugly as it's been. As much as right now it feels like the team has given up, despite the fact that just a week ago against the playoff team, Houston Texans, they showed their best performance of the year and had their best offensive and probably team performance of the second half of that game is probably the best they've played all year. They laid an egg against the Miami Dolphins, an absolute egg, and the offense was atrocious. But do you really want to clean house and go to a 40-year-old quarterback and give him a new offense? Because you can't fire the coach and keep Hackett. What, what coach is going to come in here under the guise of keeping the offensive coordinator who led the worst offense in the league last year? There's only one thing to do. I don't like it. I know you don't like it. There's only one sensible thing to do. Status quo for one more year. And if it fails with Aaron Rodgers next year, you clean house. But I don't see another path for the Jets. I just don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think I don't know if Salah's gonna be I don't think Salah's a great coach. I don't think Hackett is a great offensive coordinator necessarily, but we've seen it work with Rodgers. There's nothing else to do. I, I if I'm a Jet fan, and I'm not, but I ask you, Jet fans, call me up, 877. 877- 337-6666. It is now 13 consecutive years of losing. And by no means does Aaron Rodgers next year mean winning. I get it. It's all a crapshoot. Life is a crapshoot. But you know what happens. You know what happens if you blow up this whole plan. You know what happens if you fire the coach, fire the coordinator, move on from Rodgers. You're rebuilding. You're rebuilding. You know what that means. That means more losing for a handful of years. And then by the time maybe your offense catches up to your defense, it's time to move on from defensive players because you can't keep everybody in a salary cap sport. It's not, it's not plausible. You restructured his deal. He's here for another two years. It's Unless he wants it, 
unless he's open to it, and that's really the only thing for me. I know he's getting asked questions in the press conference, and I thought he gave a good answer. And it's kind of a cliched answer, but there's only two types of coaches, coaches who have been fired and coaches waiting to get fired. We know that. We know that. No coach lasts forever. Coaches get fired. Bill Belichick is on his way out. Bill Belichick with six Super Bowl championships on his way out. Everyone gets fired. And I don't think he's anywhere near Bill Belichick. I don't think he's a very good coach. And if you look at his record, he should be fired. And if he wasn't, if there wasn't a 40-year-old quarterback waiting in the wings, he should be fired. But the Jets put themselves in a weird position, a unique position. And you add that to the idea they haven't won in 13 years, I can't blow it up. I can't lose anymore. I don't care. I don't care. I'll take the one year of playoffs and the first round exit and then blow it up just to get a taste. I can't do it. I can't knowingly never see Aaron Rodgers and never give that plan a chance and break it down for more losing in the immediate future. I can't do it. I don't think the owner has the, the, the palate for it. I just, I, who could? Who could? At least there's promise with Aaron Rodgers. So, no, I'm not firing the coach. No, I'm not firing the offensive coordinator. No, I'm not moving on from Joe Douglas. I'm running it back for one more year and praying for once, for once, things work out for the franchise and for once things come together and actually freaking come to fruition and things might actually be different for this team because I can't blow it up and sign up for more losing. I can't do it. 877-337-6666. So you tell me. I know a lot of you are ready to go. You're ready to fire Fire, fire, and clean house and blow it all up after another miserable season, after an excruciating game in Miami, a 30 to nothing loss to a divisional rival. I know you feel like it's time to blow it up, but think about it. Think about it. You've made your deal. You have to see it through. There's nothing else to do but sign up for more losing. Can't do it. And even if you're wrong, all right, so the rebuild's a year late. If you're going to sign up for losing, you might as well take your chance for one year of success. 877-337-6666. Another day, another Yamamoto story. So we'll get into what's going on with him and who's calling who and what it means and what he likes to do. All the all the new fun things we've heard about today and whether or not $300 million is real. Is it not real? Did they really make it? I don't know. Did they make it? I don't know. And who's the one guy who comes out of this whole Yamamoto story smelling like roses? We'll get to that. The Knicks with a big win, and I'll tell you why. Nobody, nobody deserved to lose more last night than the Los Angeles Lakers, and I'm glad the Knicks gave it to them. 877-337-6666. All right, your phone call's next. McMonigle here with you until 5 o'clock when the warm-up show comes your way. 877-337-6666. We'll be right back right here on The Fan. 